So picture this, you've been struggling with your business for a while. Maybe you just can't get the damn thing off the ground. Or maybe you're struggling to make consistent income. Or maybe you're feeling completely overwhelmed. And then someone comes into your life like a golden beacon of hope, offering you precisely the support you need. You do your research, you watch all of her content, you have a great call with her. You're so excited to get this support knowing it's going to mean great things for your business maybe even your life but then you have a conversation with your husband or partner and he's a no suddenly that rug is whipped right out from under you well fear not my love I have tons of experience in this situation I've dealt with it in my own life and I've coached many women through the same thing it's time for you to feel empowered to have that investment conversation in a way that will feel good for you and for your husband I've got the tips you need let's go to the show You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother, not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello ladies. Welcome to the show. Today we're talking about getting support, what to do when your husband is not on board. So maybe you've realized that you need support in your business. Maybe you know that investing in yourself and your business is going to shortcut your way to success. But maybe your husband or partner is not on board. Ugh. Maybe you two always make these decisions together. Or maybe you're not earning anything right now and so you need to ask for that money. Whatever the situation, if you're on board with getting support but your husband isn't, it can be a really tricky path to negotiate. Well, no worries, my love. I have coached many ladies through this and I'm here to offer you my tips to have the right kind of conversations that enable you to secure the support you need for your business to really take off. Before we dive into the ways that you can successfully navigate this situation, let's just talk about this scenario for a second. This is a situation that I come across quite frequently as a coach. It could be that a potential client is really excited to start working with me, but her husband has reservations about the investment. Or sometimes it comes up in other ways for my clients. For example, I've worked with ladies who want to get some help around the home. It could be a cleaner or a nanny, anything like that, but their husband or partner is really resistant. And here's the thing, I get it. In my relationship with my husband over the years, we've had periods where I've been earning more money than him. We've had periods where he's earning more money than me. And we've had periods when I've been earning nothing. For example, at the tail end of my maternity leave or when I left the investment bank to pursue something on my own. I was unemployed and had zero income for several months when I was trying to decide what on earth I wanted to do with my life. And I paid money out to do a social media qualification and spent months doing that, still not earning. And then I realized what I should have known all along is that I should just be doing the thing that I know how to do best, which is coaching others. 
And so that was great. But with that realization came the decision that actually I really need to take on my own coach. I'm really vocal about the fact that I have my own coach. I don't think you can coach yourself. And at that point, I just knew that this was the fastest, surest way for me to shortcut my success. But the thing was, of course, that was going to require more investment. And this was a time when I was making no money, like I said, and as just the cherry on the cake here, we were in the middle of a massive structural renovations on our home. So you can betcha that wasn't an easy conversation to have with my husband. That kind of situation, when you aren't earning any money yourself, it can easily make you feel quite disempowered, can't it, with regards to money. Having to ask somebody for money and or having to convince them that this is the right thing can feel awkward or even demoralizing. It can end up feeling like some kind of weird parent-child situation if you're not careful. And like that's no fun for us grown-ups, right? So if this is resonating with you at all, then first of all, know that you're not alone. Many of us find ourselves in similar situations at some point or another. But also know this, it is possible to feel empowered again about money and investment decisions. It is possible to navigate that conversation in a way that feels good for both you and your partner. So like I said, I've coached numerous women through this situation, but I'll share something of my own story for you here. Having negotiated that conversation with my husband, and don't worry, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of how that can look uh, in a minute, but having done that, it actually really paid off. So of course, I was able to go ahead and invest in my own coach. And it's that first really significant investment in myself and in my business that I am eternally grateful for. Because without that right support, I wouldn't be where I am now. I can say that without a shadow of a doubt. With that support, I was able to realize some really fast success and achieve the kind of results that I've already achieved really quickly in my business. So at the time of recording this, I've uh, recently celebrated my first five-figure month, all while working at 25 hours a week. And I know that having that support in place has been critical to that. Um, I know if I hadn't secured that support for myself, I would have veered off course, I would have self-sabotaged, I would have succumbed to the shiny object syndrome, to the imposter syndrome, all the syndromes, (laughs) I would have played small, I would be miles behind where I am now because like I said, you just cannot coach yourself. But that hasn't been the only benefit of me investing in myself. So I'd actually go as far as to say that investing in support for me and my business has in fact been good for my marriage. Because here's the thing, my husband doesn't have his own business. I mean, he is crazy smart, but he doesn't have his own business. So that's just not part of his area of expertise. But the other thing about my husband is that he's a fixer. Anyone out there relate? Anyone else married to a fixer? If I talk to him about some kind of struggle or challenge that I'm facing, he thinks I'm expecting him to have an answer, even when I'm not. I think that's possibly true of many men. And so he can get a little bit exasperated with me if I'm constantly talking to him about something for which he has no answers. So having my own coach has taken the pressure off of him, actually, because he doesn't have to listen to the minutiae of my business. He doesn't have to be my sounding board. And let's be honest, if I'm not venting to him, then I also get to avoid the situation where I hmm, overreact, maybe get defensive when he does try to offer a solution. And I just don't like it. (laughs) So in fact, um, 
While we're on this topic, a few months ago, I asked my husband to write a post for my blog. Um, I'll pop a link for it in the show notes. And he actually mentioned in there that he's quite happy to be largely clueless about what I'm up to in my business. So me having that support in place has taken that pressure off for us. Now, obviously, everybody's relationships and situations are different. But from my own experience, and also from what my clients tell me, I would say that having that support in your business can take some pressure off of your relationship. Pressure for your partner or husband to be super interested, pressure to be that sounding board, pressure to have answers. So let's get to it. I'm going to share with you five tips plus one dash of woo because we can't leave out the dash of woo, can we? That you can use when you need support in your business, but your husband or partner is not on board. Let's get to it. So tip number one is to understand where he's coming from. Here's the thing, if you, I'm going to stick with the example of coaching just because I have my own coach and I am a coach, so it's the example most familiar to me. So let's say that you are thinking about investing in a coach yourself. The chances are you've been consuming that coach's content, right? It could be you've been reading her blog posts, you have been reading her emails, maybe you've been following her on Instagram, maybe you've been watching her live streams, maybe she has a podcast you know, you've probably been consuming a fair amount of content, getting to know this person, um, trying to decide whether they are the right fit for you. Your partner probably hasn't been party to that, has he? He probably hasn't consumed all of that because it might not interest him. Let's just be totally honest there. And it might not be relevant to him because it's not his business. So you have to bear that in mind because when you approach him about making an investment and you're making an investment in yourself and your business, but also in that person's ability to help you, he might have absolutely nothing to go on in terms of knowing, liking, trusting, or uh, feeling like this person is credible okay so that's something you really need to be quite conscious of and the other thing is that he hasn't had any of the conversations that you've likely had with her so if you've had um, something like a discovery call clarity call anything like that or perhaps actually purchased some other of this person's content that gave you direct access to them he won't have been party to that either so he hasn't been on the inside he hasn't had that same experience you've had the other thing is that I'm assuming here that he's not in your business because otherwise it would be more of a joint decision here so that would be a kind of different conversation Um, And maybe he doesn't even have a business of his own. Or maybe if he does, he runs an entirely different business or just runs his business in a very different way. So you need to understand that not only has he not been um, party to the information and the experience that you have, he's looking at it from a different angle. He's looking at it as an outsider. The other thing is, is he may well make decisions entirely differently. We're all different. We all view decisions, make decisions in different ways. I know for me and a lot of my clients, yes, we look at the facts, but we also make decisions based on like a feeling how, and particularly when it comes to sort of coaching, you just know whether you vibe with that coach or that you don't, you know whether that she has the kind of energy that you're excited to be around um, or not. And that can be a difficult thing to try to convey to somebody else like your husband or partner um, and he would have no experience of that energy and he's going to be looking at things likely in a much more kind of pragmatic factual point of view as the outsider so that's to be expected right so he might be coming at this decision in an entirely different way than you so that was tip number one understand where he's coming from just give some time to think, give yourself some time to think about that um, and be considerate of the angle that he's approaching this from. 
Tip number two is to get your mindset on board first. You need to believe in the investment that you're making. You need to know precisely what you believe it would do for your business, for you, for your life, whatever that investment looks like. If you don't believe in it, you cannot expect him to believe in it either. So you need to be rock solid there. You also need to feel worthy of that investment. And oh, this is a big one for us sometimes, isn't it? I don't know if you listened to episode number one, but that was about motherhood and money mindset and the link between the two. Something that I've experienced as a mother, something that I have coached many of my clients through is this feeling of worthiness. Here's the thing, when we become mothers and as kind of people who are heart-centered and like to look out for others and care for others, when we're giving all the time, part of the problem with that is we get so unused to receiving and when we don't receive, then we are self-signaling that we aren't worthy. So for example, if we're always putting the needs of others before our own and we're never prioritizing our own needs, that's some quite powerful self-signaling. And by self-signaling, I mean behavior that sends signals to your subconscious about what you believe is true for you and of you. So if you are always putting the needs of others before your own and relegating your needs to the bottom of the pile, if you're putting your own needs at the back of the queue, it's easy for over time that to build into a feeling of unworthiness. So that's just one way that unworthiness can kind of creep in. And of course, there's myriad other ways. But if you don't feel worthy of that investment, it's going to be really hard for you to, well, first of all, make the investment and show up for it, but also make the case to your husband or partner that it's the right thing. And the other point I need to make about getting your mindset on board is that you need to have already made a decision, a decision that you're going to show up for this investment. You're going to make it work. You're going to really do your half of the bargain. And obviously, that's going to actually help that investment go better anyway. When you make that decision, you're really ready for that investment. You're going to really show up for it. Then you're going to hit the ground running. Uh, But also, it just really helps that conversation piece when your mindset is on board. So, In a nutshell, get your mindset on board first. You cannot expect somebody else to get on board with investing in you if you aren't convinced yourself. Okay, tip number three, get some support ahead of time before you have that conversation. So again, sticking with this example of investing in coaching, a good coach is going to help you to prepare for that conversation. So some of the ways that I would help my potential clients to prepare would be that we would maybe um, on our discovery call, if she's an absolute yes, she's like, oh, I'm so excited to work with you, but I already know my husband is not going to be cool with this. Then we might talk about that on the call. We might talk about some of these tips that I'm giving you today and talk through some of the different ways that I can support her in having that conversation. The other thing that I do for my clients or potential clients, I should say, in this situation is that if they want me to, I can send them what I call the email. (laughs) So the email is an email that I send to them, which comes at the um, investment from this very factual point of view. So knowing that she's going to be having a conversation with her husband or partner, knowing that maybe he's not going to be as open in the first instance to this idea of investing in coaching, 
eye have it and email. And of course, I change it according to the conversations that we've had and the kind of outcomes that the particular client is looking to achieve. But in a nutshell, I send an email which really factually lays out the types of features of my coaching program so that when her partner or husband is asking her, okay, well, what exactly are you getting for your money? That's all laid out in there. Um, I give her a little bit of a summary of my key skills that I bring to the coaching relationship because I know that that's something that husbands often and partners often ask. Um, And then we also lay in there the specific outcomes that her and I have already talked about looking to achieve together during our coaching relationship. And having that information in there is really useful so that um, she can go into that conversation armed with the information that she needs. So if you want to get your hands on this email, I'm actually able to share it with you. I've made a swipe file of the exact email that I send to my potential clients when they know that they're going into this conversation and they feel like it's going to be a bit tricky. So if you want to get your hands on it, if you want to have a sneak peek, I'm happy to share that with you ladies because you ladies are in my inner circle here. If you go to corriejavid.com forward slash husband email, (laughs) do you like that address that I came up with there, Um, then you can actually just click and download it for yourself and have a little sneak peek. Okay, so tip three that we're talking about is getting this support ahead of that conversation. So if a good coach will talk you through it or depending on what other kind of investment you're looking to make, you can have a conversation with that person. Hopefully that person will support you or I guess you could also talk to some other kind of mentor or friend in your life that's going to help you just kind of prepare for that conversation so that you go, can go in prepared um, with the facts. You can talk about with somebody else how your husband might be feeling ahead of time so you can perhaps preempt some of his objections. Okay, tip number four is that you need to present your need for support as an investment, not money spent. So you're going to be having a conversation about money. Sometimes conversations about money can be a bit awkward depending on your relationship with money, your partner's relationship with money, your joint relationship with money. It all can muddy the waters a little bit. That's why I said you need to get your mindset on point first. But you need to make sure that you understand that support for you, support for your business, whatever that looks like, it's an investment. It is not money wasted. It is not money down the drain. It's an investment. So if you're spending money on support, be clear on that and so that you can portray that message to your partner or husband. Think about the longer term ROI, by which I mean return on investment, Um, of the investment that you're going to make. So what are the long-term outcomes and benefits? Because often when you're investing in support, it isn't just the support that is the thing that is valuable. There are often wider reaching positive impacts. So for example, one of the things that I was speaking to you about earlier is the fact that often people find that investing in coaching support, yes, you do it because you want to attract more clients, make more money, have more time freedom, set up your business in a way that works for you, all that great stuff. Yes, that's why you're investing. But also one of the reasons, one of the kind of additional bonus reasons is that maybe it takes the pressure off of your relationship, right? So that's just one example, but there can be lots of other examples. The other thing is, have a think, like I was saying, have a think about the longer term return on investment. So if you are um, investing in somebody who's giving you the kind of support where they are guiding you, perhaps training you in some way, perhaps you're going to be learning some skills or improving some areas of skills for yourself, then consider when you're making that investment how long that's going to keep paying off 
So let's look at another example here. Something that I do with my clients is I'm really passionate about teaching them how to convert potential clients into paying customers and clients with ease in a way that feels good because I know that sales skills are something that people squirm a bit around. People feel a bit weird about selling. So that's something I'm really passionate about teaching them. Now, if I teach somebody how to sell in a way that feels good and they can do it confidently, what does that mean for their business? That investment that they've made in having me support them in learning that and absolutely nailing that skill, it doesn't just end when our period of time of working together ends. That is something that continues to serve them for the entire time that they're in business, right? So have a think about all of those longer term returns on your investment and be clear about them before you go in and have this conversation. The other thing is when you're presenting this support as an investment and not money spent, remember the advantages for your partner as well. So have a think about the different ways that your current situation has been impacting you, family life, your relationship, any of those areas, and think about whether the support that you're going to get is going to improve any of those things. If it is, make a list of those things and go into the conversation um, able to talk about those points too. So tip five is in having the actual conversation. So these are tips for the actual conversation itself. So everything we've done so far, tips one to four, they're all about preparing. Tip five is all about actually having the conversation. So this one's going to sound kind of obvious, but you know, let's state the obvious anyway, pick your time. Do not try to have a conversation with your partner when he's knackered um, or you're feeling fraught or overwhelmed. Make sure that you're both in an amenable mood. The other thing is, I think there's a really good way that you can actually present the conversation or structure the conversation. I think the way that really works in in my experience and and also in coaching other women through this uh, same conversation is if you can present it like this. You start with point A. So point A is, hey, I'm here now. I am feeling this way. I am struggling this way. I'm facing these challenges. These are the knock-on impacts of where we are right now. So it could be talking about the fact that you haven't even started your own business yet and you just feel like you really need that support in getting your business up and running It could be that you've got to a point where you've hit a ceiling with your business and you feel unsure about how to make it grow without growing your hours and you really want to have that support in place to help you smash through that income ceiling without getting overwhelmed and having to sacrifice family time. Whatever the situation, get clear about where you are right now and how it's having a perhaps negative impact um, on you, on your business, on your family, uh, because otherwise, you know, you wouldn't be investing in support if everything was all golden and rosy, right? So think about where you're at now and then think about where you want to be. So think about that point B. We're going from A to B here. And point B is how things can be and the outcomes that you're actually looking to achieve. So talk about some of the practical aspects. So I'm going to be making this much more money or I'm going to be introducing an additional revenue stream or whatever the things are for you, those outcomes that you've been um, particularly looking to achieve with this support and this investment. 
And then think about those wider impacts that we talked about preparing for um, in the previous points. But present it that way. So here's where we're at now. Here's how I'm feeling, how things are going now. And I really want to be at this point over here, this point B. And the thing that I think is going to get me between these two points as quickly and as efficiently as possible is making this investment. So present the investment as the way to get you from point A to point B. And when you do that, it can be a lot more easy for your partner to see the reason why you want to make this investment. And then really dig into and talk about those outcomes. So that point B state. So when you have taken us on and you've worked through your current challenges, you've achieved the things that you want to achieve, to have that conversation about what that would mean for you, what that would mean for your business and get him involved as well. Get him buying into that point B scenario and paint a picture a bit or ask for his input there of what he would like to see there as well. And talk about what will happen if you don't get that support. So, you know, you guys are making a decision about this. You should look at all angles. Yes, you should look about the uh, look at the positives, but you should also look at the, uh, the negatives. You should look at all sides. And one thing that you need to consider is what will happen if you don't get that support. So if things stay exactly the same as they are now, how will things be in three months, six months, a year, depending on the kind of time frame that you're looking at for the investment? So, talk about all of those points but structure in that way the point a to b then talk dig into the outcomes a little bit more get him involved in that scenario and then talk about okay if we don't do this what are things going to look like if once you've had that conversation in that way your husband or partner is still objecting then find out really what the crux of his objections are So in my experience, it's easy for people to say, I can't afford that, or we can't afford that, or now is not a good time. Those are two of really typical kind of labels that we just actually slap on our fears. It's they're kind of knee jerk reactions. So if you're hearing either of those things, then ask if you can have a conversation about what might be underneath that, um, or what the real fear is, and actually dig into those scenarios a little bit. So if it's, we can't afford it, then talk about, okay, is there any way that we could afford it? Could I ask for a payment plan? Um, Is there a different way that we could finance this? You know, try to see if you can approach it together as a kind of problem to solve rather than just a straight, no, we can't afford it. Okay. But often underneath those objections, there is a bit of fear. So see if you can find out what that fear is, because then you can address it and look at it and see if there's anything that can be done to try to um, negate that fear. The other thing is talk about what your partner would need to have in place in order to feel comfortable with this. So maybe he just needs some more information. Maybe he just needs some more time to think about it. Maybe he would like to have a chat with whoever you're looking to invest in. Um, You know, talk about if he's not feeling comfortable instead of just leaving it there ask him, okay, what would make you feel comfortable and try to approach it from that kind of, again, problem solving rather than just accepting the first answer. And then lastly, when you're having the conversation, be okay with not knowing some of the answers, be okay with it not going exactly how you'd planned and be okay with perhaps needing to leave the conversation for a little while and then come back and have a second conversation. Something a lot of my clients have um, reported to me is that when they've had these difficult conversations, um, it can, you know, go quite well, but then their partner's just like, oh, I don't know, I just need some time. And then they have a little bit of time, they come back to it and actually 
that was all that was required. It's just a bit of breathing space, a bit of time to kind of process everything that you've said and then they're on board. So just cut yourself some slack and don't put too much pressure on the conversation or the situation because you can always come back to it. You can always revisit it. So those were my five tips. Just to recap them for you quickly, number one was understand where he's coming from. Number two was get your mindset on board first. Number three was get support ahead of having that conversation. And number four was present your need for support as an investment, not money spent. And number five was all of those tips for actually having the conversation. Right, now it's time for this week's Dash of Woo. What is a Dash of Woo, you might ask, if you haven't heard previous episodes and you're not au fait with a Dash of Woo. It's a small, practical manifestation tip designed to help these strategies and tips from today's show work with that extra sense of ease. No, it's not to like. So there's two parts to today's Dash of Woo. Both things are things that you can do ahead of having this conversation. So if you've decided that this investment is the right thing for you and your business, you know it's going to help you leap forward instead of staying on the struggle bus, then I want you to decide that it's going to happen. That simple act of deciding that somehow you're going to make this investment is so powerful. And it's in that decision that you need to be open to it coming and happening in any way. Because here's the thing, part of being a successful entrepreneur is being open to possibility and being resourceful. If you can foster that knowing that you're going to make this happen somehow, some way, even if you have no idea how at this point, that opens you up to a path to investment revealing itself to you. If you feel like it can only happen in one particular way, you are closing yourself off to other possibilities. So, Part one is just decide that it's going to happen. Secondly, spend a few minutes each day ahead of the conversation, visualizing the conversation going really well. Imagine it goes really well. You present the facts to him. He's really amenable. You guys have a really open and honest conversation. Imagine that excited feeling you'll have when you can go ahead and get that support that you know is going to be so great for you you and your business. So what we're really doing here is rehearsing for success. And this one really works. I do this in all sorts of different ways in my life for all different sorts of situations. So make that decision. Decide it's a done deal. Be open to it coming to you in any way, shape or form even a way that you don't expect, and then spend a few minutes daily visualizing that success in your head. Trust me, this dash of woo is going to make the difference for you. Okay, so there we have it, ladies. Those were my five tips plus one dash of woo for getting support when your husband or partner is not on board. I hope you've enjoyed them. So don't forget, you can take a peek at the email I send to potential clients who are preparing to have an investment conversation with their husband or partner. If you head over to corriejavid.com forward slash husband email, go there and grab yourself a free swipe file. If you've been listening to today's episode and thinking to yourself, oh my days, I need some support in my business. If you've been thinking, I want to be attracting more clients, making more money and enjoying more time freedom, then you and I should definitely chat, my love. Let's hop on a call together, shall we? We can talk about where you're at now, where you want to be with your business and the ways that I might be able to help you to achieve that. If you head over to bit.ly forward slash discover Corey, that's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash discover Corey, or follow the link in the show notes, you can go and book yourself a free discovery call with me. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe over on iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen so you don't miss out on any episodes. 
It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you would spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each week one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching session with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through the one thing that is currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. Until next time, remember, you are limitless.